0: a little longer greatness will arrive welcome to the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i am your host joseph aka mr bad bit and it is here where me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest and greatest of all things playstation of course you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube at The trophy room. And if you like us, please consider dropping us a five star review over on Apple Podcasts. It greatly, greatly helps us out. And if you really, really like us, you could drop us a buck over at patreon.com slash bad bit. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, before I introduce the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, we're recording this show a little early because we're giving our farewells to the PlayStation 4. And on Friday, we will be doing another show about our hands-on uh, first impressions of the PlayStation 5. So, expect two shows this week. This one, you can consider it a little bonus show. Now, with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir?
1: Good. Hurt yeah? my back, well, other than that. Old man Why problems. did you hurt your back? Uh, I, bought, I bought a new TV stand. Um, okay. Because I was looking at my old one, and... I really wanted to have the PS five vertically. Mm. Um and, and this T V stand is like over a decade old and it's glass and it's it's kinda constrictive and whatnot. Yeah. Um and I need more shelves for like books and whatnot. For activities. I, yeah. For activities, yeah. Um and I built that and that thing weighed like hundred and forty pounds and just moving that up and down stairs and it's... Oof. Yeah. Yeah. But no, hey, I feel you there. it looks good. I can now stand my PS Five vertically, so it's a win. It's a win.
0: I've started moving consoles out of the way to replace, you know, for the new ones, and I've have not. I've discovered how much dust I, I live with. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. It's actually too much. Mm-hmm. Like, last night, I don't know why, but for whatever re- reason, I just had, like, so much energy. I'm like, I'm just gonna start dusting this room now. <laughs> like, I, I was wiping off my PlayStation, or my, my Xbox One X, and it was just like, caked on dust. Ooh. That's how much, well, that's how much I really don't care about the thing. <laughs> so this is like, oh, this is gross. Cause my Spider-Man PS4 is like, the Spider-Man PS4, nothing touches that console, or else you get the hands, you know? Yeah. Uh, That said, Kyle, Mm -hmm. we are at this point of recording, days away from the PlayStation 5. How do you feel?
1: As people are listening to this, one day away. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm ready. Um, The little bit of gaming that I am doing recently, um, it's so weird. Even if this wasn't a thing on PS5, I'm sure... We wouldn't notice it, but like I'm noticing load times so much. Yes, and I just keep playing a game, and when I see a, the words "loading," I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm over it! I'm Pick over it, up. it!" Pick up Let's the pace, go! <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm super excited. I'm so pumped. Um, yeah. I know, I, I know what's awaiting for me as far as games, and every mm-hmm. single game that I'm picking up on day one is going to be so much fun. I'm just, yeah. I'm so ready.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, I actually, so here's a little story. Before we start the show, because we got a lot of show for you. Like, we're, we're going to talk about our Assassin's, or my Assassin's Creed impressions, uh, Valhalla, uh, Bugsnax impressions, Kyle play Playfuser. We're going to be talking about uh, how Spider-Man remastered for the PlayStation 5. There's some good news out of it, which is awesome. Also, uh, we're going to be talking about the info dump for the PlayStation 5 that Sony dropped on us, which is a lot of good news and a lot of optimism there. But I got a text as we were about to record this show. Um, I, of course, I bought my PlayStation uh, 5 directly from Sony themselves. Mm -hmm. I was one of Jim Ryan's chosen ones. Don't like to brag. Still hate that. Still hate that. (laughs) I don't know why, you know? I deserve it. And here's the thing. I, I signed up for the alerts. Mm-hmm. My console has been in Elizabeth, New Jersey, all alone, without a sweater, sitting there <laughs> on some shelf, waiting for just a, a right home, which is my home, for this console. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's been there for like two or three days. I get an alert. and says PlayStation 5 is on the way. And I'm like, oh, what? Day-? Yeah, like Days early? Are you mm-hmm, kidding me? Mm-hmm. And uh, no, FedEx just wanted to be a troll. It was just like, it's still in Elizabeth, New Jersey. I was like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, don't tempt me driving you know, an hour to Elizabeth, New Jersey. Yeah. Which, fun fact, it's the highest population of uh, British people. Oh. Like, yeah, you know, a lot of British folks live in Elizabeth, New Jersey.
1: Just, they, they can't... They can't just leave Queen Elizabeth alone. They got to go no. to town. <laughs> I didn't even pick up man. on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe that's where Andrew House really lives. Oh, ooh. That said, Kyle, before we talk about all this great news and before we say farewell to the PlayStation 4, it's a little segment we like to call What You've Been Playing. Uh, I want to go to you first. Yeah. Kyle, uh, how's Fuser and oh, what's man. Fuser?
1: So Fuser is uh, the new rhythm game from Harmonix. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually, I believe debuted and like announced at PAX East while we were there. I, th- yeah. I believe that was the day. Harmonix
0: of... they Are they guitar hero? They rock, rock band? band. Rock band. Okay. Yeah. The better one.
1: Uh, they, they also did frequency and amplitude on PS2, which are some of my favorite games ever. Uh, I love music rhythm games and I've been hyped for this ever since I played it at PAX East. I had, what a baller stage that was! Do you remember the stage that they had? I remember before Gosh. the dark times. I remember before the dark times, man. Um, and so, yeah, basically, you are a DJ and you have to get on the ones and twos and uh, mix tracks to make sure the crowd is is, is digging it. And you have to bumpin'. take requests on the bumping. There you go. You have to take requests from the crowd. Like, hey, sometimes they'll yell out. Oh, give me a, a guitar track from a rock song, and you have to go through your list of pre-picked songs. Um, and, Pearl Jam. And get <laughs> I don't know if they're in the game or not. Because <laughs> not everything's unlocked. You have to like use in-game okay. stuff to unlock it. Um, it is so much fun. It is extremely difficult. Mm. Um, I'm finding it harder for me to get into the rhythm, pun intended, I guess, um, of the mechanics of... Dropping it on a on a downbeat and then pausing it on an upbeat or something like that. So there's a lot there. I'm in the campaign right now on the second stage. Every single new gig that I'm doing, new set, there's more mechanics being thrown at me.
0: Now, you said gigs. Okay. Yeah. Which,
1: uh, it's cool that you're a gig
0: worker in this game. Uh-huh. Do you start, like, is your gig, like, in a garage and you're working
1: your way to Coachella? No. It, no. so it's you start not, from Coachella? I don't know if it is Coachella, but it's a gigantic stage. Um, Will it, you
0: turn into a hologram later
1: on? In the I day. sure yeah. as hell hope so. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty <laughs> of these really cool like LED here, masks right? and helmets and stuff cool. that you can wear. Um, but no, you start on on a big stage. Um, I'm forgetting the guy's name that, that gives you a chance. But then throughout that festival of that day, you work your way from playing at uh, noontime. All Mm. the way to, like, the primetime spot at 8 for each location. Um, And, yeah, it's cool. The customization is awesome. You can customize what you look like, uh, your dance moves, your celebratory moves. You can even customize what the screens are on stage and the fireworks Mm. and and everything around you. Like, there's a lot to it. Uh, It's just it's going to take a while for everything to click. Now
0: this is cool because like to me it reminds me the way you're talking about it of like DJ Hero, yeah. But the cool thing about it is it's all on a controller. There is no peripheral, correct? Right? Yeah, that's pretty awesome.
1: And it it it, yeah. mo- it controls fine. Um, it, it's very much it's like that. Ever since Destiny come out, it's it's that circle that you move the cursor that you move around the screen to uh, highlight things, yeah. And, so that's how you are going through your tracks. Um, the one downside of it is uh, there's only a certain amount of tracks you can bring with you, songs. Okay. Um, so you might not have be able to have all your favorites in there. Uh, I'm sure that unlocks as I go and more slots will open up. Um, another cool thing that you can do is if you're really digging the... The, the sound that you are making with the, the songs that you the tracks from different songs that you make you can save it and then use that for a future g- a gig or something you do oh that's so awesome. that way you don't have to find that same combination it's just yeah. there uh, I believe you can also share it to everyone playing mm. um, and they can use it as well and and view it. Uh, it is cross-play. You can play okay. against people from other systems. And what is kind of cool is, next to my icon, is the PlayStation logo. Yeah. So, you know, players will know what you're playing on, and I'm assuming you'll know who you're playing against. It's, mm-hmm. It seems like they're they're in this for the long haul, and it's going to have a lot of legs on it. Cause That's awesome. It's not like a typical rock band game where each song is the same notes on the same difficulty yeah. level. This is constantly changing. You can do new new mixes every single time you go in there. That's just cool. Just depending yeah. how you're feeling. So there's a ton of replay value. It's yeah. amazing. If you like music rhythm games, this is a no-brainer. Please mm. go get this game. Hey, I've been playing the game too, you know? Oh, yeah?
0: Yeah. called Assassin's Creed Valhalla, code provided by Ubisoft. And uh, Kyle, if you have any questions... Jump on in, and I'll answer them the best I can. But that being said, I have an interesting relationship with Assassin's Creed because Black Flag was the game that actually got me into the PlayStation 4 generation. That was like one of the first games I really sunk my teeth into. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla is the game that will see me into the PlayStation 5 and out of the PlayStation 4 era. So it's this weird feeling of talking about this game because I kind of feel like I've gone full circle. Now, that said, I did play Odyssey earlier this year. I absolutely loved it. It's one of my favorite games this generation. It just got so many things right. But I'll talk about first what I think there's going to be a lot of comparisons between Valhalla and Odyssey, rightly so. So I'm going to talk about some of the things that I think Valhalla gets right. And that being said, I think Valhalla's maps are a lot better than Odyssey's map. Uh, one of the problems that I had with Odyssey, though it was a huge, gigantic open world, it was just littered with pings, and it was littered with hidden loading screens, especially when you were on the boat. With Valhalla, you're set in the Viking era. Uh, you are a Viking. You're playing as Eivor, and you're going through multiple different maps in this game rather than this big open world, two of which I could talk about. One of them is Norse land, and then the second one being Great Britain and because they're smaller maps you don't get any type of hitching you don't get any type of weird loading screen everything feels really smooth in that department so even on a playstation 4 pro it didn't feel like this thing was showing its age or really pushing it to its limits it it really still felt like a solid game and i can't wait to see what this game looks on next gen because the map itself everything the environments look gorgeous every time i'm in a synchronization point it just looks so crispy it feels like i'm in a in a painting that being said though they have also changed the combat system. It feels a little bit more reminiscent to like a Bioware game, like Dragon Age 2 or like Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, it's kind of trying to marry the two like fighting combat systems that you see in Assassin's Creed, the old school Assassin's combat where everything's a little bit more spaced out with the more, you know, traditional or modern uh, R1, R2 mechanics we've seen in Odyssey and we've seen in origins. That being said, this is the origins team. So seeing them go for this more um focused out camera actually is a, is a bit of a risk for them because Odyssey or, or origins rather was really pushed inwards so, the one thing I like about the camera is I I don't feel like I'm fighting with the camera. Because you're a Viking, you go on all different sorts of raids, and you have these big battles, and the camera really sets itself really well to not get in your way, and you could see the whole combat. The problem with it, though, is because everything's spaced out, you don't really get a good sense of the enemy tells, like when you can parry or when's a good time to dodge. That's a little bit annoying, and also the enemies themselves aren't too difficult, which is a bit of a bummer. Uh, again, the camera's about a, a, a little bit about of a give and a take. I feel like there's gonna definitely be people that prefer Odyssey's camera, and I think there's gonna be a camp that's definitely gonna prefer the Valhalla. I just think I prefer Odyssey's combat a bit more than uh, Valhalla's. Now, you also get abilities in Valhalla, which I like a whole lot more. So the abilities in Odyssey just got really overpowered, and it was pretty much like an I win button, where in Valhalla, they give you a little bit more... Of a breathing room, they're not completely overpowered, but if you are losing a fight or you do need a kind of get out of jail free card in a moment, you can use that to your advantage. So, like, there's a cool axe throwing ability that's kind of like an AOE, and you just start throwing axes everywhere. There are even some more interactive ones, like a dead eye, uh, kind of like in Red Dead Redemption. Where you just aim your bow at all the targets in the battlefield and just let loose, or there's even one where you like you run and charge at a guy and you knock him down and you just start using your L1 and R1 to start beating the guy up with your fists.
1: I, I have yeah, a couple of for questions me. to, to Sophia there. Um, oh god, and they just—they're gone. <laughs> <that> just blinked. <laughs> oh, uh, one yeah. of the the big uh, selling points to Valhalla. Um, Compared to like Odyssey and Origins, is they've simplified like the quest where yes, it, there's not can. a ton of icons, or at least that's what that's what they were, you know, kind of like making sure gamers knew about it. Um, yeah, is that like realized the way that I'm hoping, where I'm not overwhelmed by icons everywhere, and I know where if I'm going here, I'm I know exactly what I'm getting into.
0: Yeah, this one is. So one major complaint for people who haven't played Odyssey was there was too much to do and they showed you too much. So there was quest pings all over the place. It kind of felt like you were overburdening the player with, with pings. They wanted to eliminate pings. So there's still pings on the map, like, uh, mysteries, which are your, your world events or Sweet. treasures, which will be your gear. So the one thing about the combat, uh, as you mentioned it, there's, it's not that big of a loot grind. You just have sets of gear. There's not as much gear from Valhalla to Odyssey, which is a benefit because you're not getting confused. You just know what you, you, you have and you, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Dark Souls in that sense of like, here's your one weapon. It's not going to change much throughout the whole game and you're building that relationship with the weapon. It's kind of what they're trying to do with weapons and armor in this game. And I like that. Um, so the other thing that they do as well in terms of quests is, yeah, there's nothing on the map. You're just walking up to people who have like little bubbles on their heads, um, and and you're kind of just talking to them and seeing what happens afterwards, which is really cool in theory. But I oftentimes feel like I'm missing out by not knowing if I like should have talked to that person or that person. Mm, okay. It's kind of a weird anxiety that builds up. But so I so don't know it, if I it's, necessarily it's love like.
1: It. It's like you're at a you're at like a party. Yeah. And you're worried that everyone's talking about you and you're missing out on some things over on the other side of the room. Yeah. And if if you're focused over here, you're missing out on something that you might feel is beneficial.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. Also, if you hear a dog barking, that's because we're recording this midday and he doesn't understand yeah, it. Same with silence. the
1: girls hopping around.
0: So, yeah, that that's kind of what it feels like. It's like I feel like I'm missing out on something. But the mysteries and like when you're in the open world and you're exploring. That's where the fun really has. That's where I get sidetracked. Where in Odyssey, it was just like, oh, here's a quest I'm doing, and I get sidetracked. Here, it's like, I'm doing something in the world, and I got sidetracked because I saw a beacon that I wanted to get to, or synchronization point. Like, the one example I used in the video I use here, I was at a synchronization point, point. I was like, oh, this is really cool, and then I heard, like, a groaning. I was like, what's over there? And I walk over, and it's a guy with an axe lodged in his head. It's a Viking. And all the questions is, like, I can tell him that he has an ax in his head or I could just tell him it's a cut and he needs to move along. And like, that's the whole quest. So like you get those like whimsical quests for sure. And then you get like, I'm wandering around and all of a sudden I'm in a bandit camp mm-hmm. and there's a piece of gear that's like right in the middle there. And I need to sneak my way in. But uh, for the most part, everything's pretty solid until we get to the stealth, which is ironic because it's Assassin's Creed. Uh, and that's where it kind of falls apart. Uh, stealth, The AI are dumb. Uh, and, uh, and, and flimsy as well. Like they see me through walls and stuff. Mm. The, the Hulk, the hawk vision is not good in this game. It's a major step back. So if you're looking for that stealth element, it's there. It's not, it just kind of feels half baked, which right. I'm just not digging. So that's my thoughts on Assassin's yeah. Creed Valhalla. Again, I think it's, I think it's good. I just don't think it's I, Odyssey level. I think Can Odyssey. Can I ask is you two
1: more quick questions about Valhalla? Go for it. Go for it. Um, the the first like major gameplay thing they showed off like phantasmal battles with like otherworldly figures and I've not gotten battles. there yet. You haven't gotten there yet, okay. No, 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 no. And second, uh, another big intrigue for me is the settlement building. Have you yeah. gotten to do a bunch of that? Is that deep? Is that just surface level or um? It's it's so
0: that was the one thing I was very much worried about was like, am I going to play Sim Builder? Like, is this going to get into, like, Fallout 4 territory because I don't want that? Fortunately enough, it just feels like I'm building a hub world, like a Destiny okay. world. Oh, okay. And that gives me special quests. That gives me, like, uh, armory so that I could, like, you know, upgrade Eivor or, like, a shipyard that I could customize my ship. So it's there if I want. I don't feel like I necessarily need to do all the things, okay. but what's there is really good. Awesome. Yeah. So, again, I think Valhalla is uh, great. I think if for... For you know, if you're interested in it, I do recommend it. I just don't think it's at Odyssey level of greatness. I do think there's a little, a couple of step backs that they make there.
1: That's fair.
0: That I hope they change in uh, future iterations. Yeah. Also, the one cool thing though, and then and then we'll get into bug snacks real quick because we're at the 20 minute mark. Um There's actual assassins in here. The Brotherhood's here, so we're actually going to see. Assassin's Creed in here, you know that's what I mean? Awesome. We gotta actually see the Brotherhood in here, unlike Odyssey, so that's a one big plus because I know a lot of people are like, dude Odyssey was just like, let's put Assassin's Creed in the title, there's like nothing really, a hard connection there you know, uh, here there is that hard connection and you're seeing how Viking civilization differs from the Brotherhood's order, and code So is really unique, that said we played a little game called Bug Snacks, but let's talk about it Joe,
1: finally uh, Just the, brief impressions, because we yeah. only played less than an hour of this game. So, yeah, how- that's that's the thing I, I want to say first and foremost is I wish I had uh, more time to sink into it. Yeah, but like I said at the top of the show, I was in a lot of pain. I didn't feel like playing anything yesterday. Um, so yeah, around an hour, and it is as charming and as whimsical as I was hoping for. The mm-hmm. one thing that really caught me off guard, and again, very early on. I'm already like deeply invested in some of these characters, yeah, like when it comes to Philbo, I feel for Philbo I feel and for I Phil just want to make sure he's okay yeah and, and for for a game to do that that quickly mm-hmm. in a span of under an hour for me to already care about a character that I've five minutes tops of dialogue of interaction between between him is crazy crazy good. Yeah. And of course the bug snacks themselves are cute and I can already tell that trying to catch them and use different strategies for that is is going to be deep. It like mm. there's going to be cuz I don't think you're going to be able to do the same trick f- twice for like a different kind of bug snack. And uh, pretty
0: much what Bug Snacks is for anybody that don't know. This game is pretty much uh, Pokémon snap where you're trying to find these critters in the wild where they're half bug, half snack. And you're trying to figure out their patterns and then lay traps to catch them to feed to the villagers. That's what I've gotten so far. And solve puzzles with them as well. So, like, there's one that's a bungle. A bunger. Bunger, which is, like, half burger, half... Curly fries. Yeah, curly fry. And, like, you have to use it to ram into objects uh, to, like, scare other bug sacks to catch them. That type of and stuff, and you lure
1: them with ketchup. Yeah, to, to, they love to it. do that, it's it's really, really yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, it's a really wholesome game, and I think what you you hit to with the short time I played it, I'm still in, I'm already invested in these characters, and it's just like it's just a cute little wholesome story where the voice acting in this game, there's people from all the industry in here somehow, Absolutely. and they all play a really good role, and they're all pretty grounded within the reality with is this game. Mm-hmm. So I'm really digging it. I'm yeah. going to keep on playing it. For sure. Hopefully on Thursday we see the PlayStation 5 version of it and it's yeah. all, it's Bugsnax yeah. glory. But that's how much I've gotten to. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprisingly
1: liking it. Uh, shout out to Pop Agenda as well for for giving us early codes for this. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And proving I'm so, I'm, me wrong. I'm so freaking grateful. Yeah. I, you have no idea. I've been making sure to say snacks on every episode since we saw it being revealed. <laughs> that's how excited I am for it. I Yeah. I can't believe it's here. I can't believe PS5 is here. Video games are awesome. We're in a good place. We're in a
0: great place. And you know what? That was the longest ever what you've been playing in a really long time. It felt great. But you know what? Before we start squaring up the news, it's time for the Patreon pitch. I want to thank everybody who just donated over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Of course, as we say every week, if we've gotten you through a rough workday, a long car ride home, or this whole COVID situation, it would mean a great deal if you head on over to patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Toss a buck our way. It's the reason why we sound so good, we look so great, and because we're able to do so many awesome, more creative things. It's all because of your generosity. So with that, Kyle, I'd like to thank our platinum members at Twerp and Todd Berwitz. I'd like to thank our gold members, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Erica Scherer, Jose Jimenez, and Two Soon. I'd like to thank our Silver Plus members, Hyden Doors, Pink Orc, Bot, Ar- Marcus O'Neal, Ray Martinez, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Von Metal, it's Tim Off and the winner, Gamer. Thank you all so much for being so generous in the month of November. And yeah, this week we're doing a ton of videos and content for you guys this week it's all because of your amazing patronage over at patreon.com but with that said kyle with that all out of the way let's square up the news
1: first little piece of news comes from uh wesley leblanc over at ign ps5's marvel's spider-man remastered will now support saves from spider-man ps4 Insomniac Games confirmed that the upcoming Marvel Spider Man Remastered on PS5 will now support your save data from Marvel Spider Man on PS4. This change was made in response to fan criticism that none of the original progress would carry over into the updated version. Insomniac confirmed this news on Twitter, stating, quote, We have heard you. In an upcoming update for Spider-Man PS4, we will add the ability to export your save to Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. This update will also add the three new suits from Remastered to the PS4 game. We expect to bring you this update around Thanksgiving. End quote.
0: So, Kyle, here's a question. So, in the beginning, the whole controversy was, you know, this this remaster. First off, is it even worth it? why isn't it free because everything else is backwards compatible like why is it what what's the reasoning it can't just be because you got a new face actor for uh you know for for peter um n- now seeing that the remaster is going to at least support save data right my first question is are are are, are trophies going to carry over and we're going to get that platinum
1: like for immediately this game. i hope not you don't think you don't want trophies to carry over? No, I don't, and because there there is, <laughs> they've stated that there it's a new trophy list. Mm. Um,
0: I think they said that they they added five new trophies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I I mean, sure, that'd be great, but I do want to experience it all over again from the beginning. Right. Um, so I personally will not be carrying my save over. I want to start mm-hmm. fresh and, and do something brand new with it. Um, this is cool. This is cool for yeah. people that wanted to carry over from PS4 and maybe never finished it and want to finish it on this new one. That's totally yeah. that's totally good for you. I just yeah. I, for me I'm just I'm not going to not going to touch it. Yeah. That's yeah. for me I
0: I I honestly I do hope the trophy list does carry over cuz that's my hard work. I'd like to see it carry on into this game. But it is interesting to see. It's Omniac A listen to us, thank goodness. But you saw like People like Ben Studios, people like, you know, Sucker Punch going, oh, hey, gang, hi. All your save data is carrying over. You saw it game after game say that. And it kind of like the question mark got bigger. Of like, it's Omniac. Why aren't you doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, is it just an excuse to sell this remaster? And so to see them say, no, 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 no. Here's here it is. Your save data is going to carry on because my biggest issue with uh, with the remasters save data was not being able to use the suits. All I want to do is use the suits that I want. Like I want the into the Spider-Verse Peter Parker ASAP. You know what I mean? Like I want the comic book, uh, Spider-Man. That's the one I usually would play with. But then in cutscenes, I'd switch back to the, to the advanced suit. Like that's what I want. So that's the most important thing to me. And that's why to me, I'm like, this is really good news. Really good news. That also I want to know. And this is just between you, me and the audience here. I know you can't hear this. It's not bleeding through the mic. Mm -hmm. And I'm now really appreciating that we record this at night because I want to know what my goddamn neighbors are talking about across the street (laughs) and why it's so important (laughs) and why they're saying it's so loud. (laughs) That's what I'm interested in. They're
1: literally having a full-blown conversation. Maybe you should stick your mic out the window and have, a, like, a podcast oh, within a podcast.
0: Now they know. Now
1: they know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording a podcast in here. So, with that, Spider-Man. <laughs> you should open your window and say, hey, excuse me, what do you think about PS4 saves from Spider-Man transferring over to PS5? And then, like, I can just bring my mic out there yeah. <laughs> just hang it out the window? Yeah. Oh, well, what? what? You don't want to say anything now? Then shut the fuck up. Let's keep going.
0: <laughs> We're making a show here. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, Kyle! Yeah, there's actually a really cool story that popped up just yesterday. I can't wait to talk to you about.
1: Is it this next thing on Square Up the News?
0: Uh huh. Because uh-huh.
1: I turned on my PS4 today, I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." This next story comes from Jenny Zhang over at Gamespot. PS5 games can be streamed through PS4 with Remote Play. Sony has updated the Remote Play feature by giving players the option of using the PS4 console to stream PS5 games. Remote Play also allows you to access the PS5 from not only only the PS4, but other devices like PC or a mobile device. Sony's FAQ didn't mention PS Vita, so it remains to be seen if you can also connect to the PS5 using Sony's handheld device. The ability to stream PS5 games using the PS4 console could be useful, depending on the setup. If you own both generations of consoles, the PS4 could go in one place, the PS5 in another, and you can access PS5 games anytime from the PS4 using remote play. But considering that a lot of PS4 games will be backwards compatible on PS5, so you could just play both PS4 and PS5 games on the PS5, this new remote play feature between PS4 and PS5 might be utter- underutilized. Sony also added support for three additional players in remote play sessions, increasing the possibility of local multiplayer sessions. With these new additions, it's apparent that Sony will continue to push the remote play feature and encourage players to utilize it.
0: So this is a really awesome feature, right? Remote play, first and foremost, I think it's also an underappreciated thing that we have right here right now because, you know, earlier this year we got the remote play app, I think it was earlier this year or early last year. I forgot. But um, 2020, it's been a blur. But we got the remote play app, and it actually works pretty damn well. Like, I used it uh, quite a bit early in this year. Uh, I think I was testing it out with, like, uh, Last of Us and I believe Spider-Man as well. Mm -hmm. And having a pretty good time. Like, via Wi-Fi, it worked in the same room. I don't know necessarily if it's going to work, you know, great in in the house, like, where the range is going to be. But, like... This is a really cool opportunity. It actually makes me go, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to sell my PlayStation 4. Maybe I put this in the living room. And then when I'm down there, I can actually play my PlayStation 5 or remote play it onto my PlayStation 4 and enjoy my games there. I think this is a really awesome thing. So then it then could say, you know what? I don't have to buy two PS5s. I can -hmm. just have my PS5 as the hub and kind of everything connecting around it because you're having more than one user connect to it, which I think is really awesome. So I, I really dig this, man. What are, what are your thoughts on the on the remote play? What was your immediate reaction when you saw it on your PlayStation 4?
1: I was like, what happened? What, <laughs> am, am I able to de- play PS5 games right now? Is that what this mm-hmm, is? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool. I always thought remote play was a really cool feature for PlayStation to have. Yeah. Uh, working at GameStop, I used to always push Vita's to mm-hmm. be like, hey, do you like what this Wii U thing can do where you can play everything on this giant-ass tablet and still watch something on the TV if you yeah. have someone else that doesn't want to watch you play a game? The Vita can do the same thing. Um, it was obviously limited as, as it went on. Like I remember trying to play Spider-Man on the Vita, and it did not run well at all. Yeah, um, I think this will be a little bit... Uh, more serviceable when it comes yep. to playing PS PS5 games on your PS4 via remote play. Um, I also think this is a last ditch effort from PlayStation. Be like, hey, don't trade in your old console. Uh, really? Just keep holding on. Not not like that's a bad thing, but right. that's just like, hey, you don't have to. You don't have to go to a GameStop or your local video game place and trade this in for store credit. Right. Like, hold on to it. It's still useful. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to sway me. I'm still trading mine in just so I can afford the PS5 sure. and everything. But it's still very, very cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty damn cool as well. Um, and I, again, I can't wait to try it out firsthand. Because I know Xbox just got their version of remote play as well. And it works pretty good. And I'm not looking for like a one-to-one or anything. I'm just kind of uh, still a little bummed. That I can't use my dual sense on my, my PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Cause I would love to have that remote play feature and then still get the haptic feedback on, on the dual sense. It yeah. just makes sense. And the thing that's so weird to me is we've seen multiple people online use the dual sense on their PlayStation 3, on their Nintendo Switch, using Bluetooth. Like it makes yeah. no sense why this thing can't be connected to a PlayStation 4. It's just. Such a damn shame.
1: Can I tell you the the more exciting thing about this? Go for it. Yeah, uh, the fact that it's going to seemingly do remote play on PC. Mm. Um, so that way, when we do have PS5s in our house, in our in our households, in our rooms, yeah, I don't have to move it from there and find space over here on the desk. Gotcha. Like if I want to play something here for like a stream or something, I don't know how well it will work. Hold um, up, but yeah. But still, there's that option for me to leave it where it needs to be and, mm-hmm. and not have to worry about making space and already a limited area on my desk to make yeah. content some way with it.
0: I feel like it's only before we get into the next story, it is only appropriate that I update um, the audience on the noise outside. Oh, yeah. If you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, I got the F two Brute moment. It is my <laughs> neighbors talking outside directly in front of my house. Yeah. But who are they talking to? Oh, my mother.
1: No. My oh mom. no! <laughs> Who's
0: being the the very loud Puerto Rican mother outside? That's my mother. I knew I I could hear that shrilly voice from anywhere. I, my spidey sense tingled, and man, am I just disappointed? You know, Oh, that's she great. knows what we're doing here. She that's knows. Kyle, <laughs> let's get to another uh, bit of news on the list here. This one actually gives me a little bit of optimism because last week we had some issues. We had some we had some words to say. About this, so go for it.
1: This comes from Zarmina Khan over at PS Lifestyle. Sony is exploring the option to allow PS5 game saves to be backed up to USB drives. Last Saturday, we reported that the PlayStation 5 currently doesn't allow players to transfer their save data onto a USB drive. The only way for players to back up their save files is to pay for PlayStation Plus, which gives subscribers access to Sony's cloud storage service. This is particularly disappointing for folks that who don't use PS Plus otherwise, as the ability to back up saves has been paywalled. Mm. However, it looks like Sony is exploring the option to allow players to back up their data onto a usb in a new faq published on the playstation blog senior communications director sid schumann wrote quote players cannot transfer ps5 games to a usb drive ps5 games must be stored on the console's internal ultra high speed ssd for gameplay explorations for allowing players to store but not play ps5 games on a usb drive in a future update are underway end quote Uh, You can, however, store and play PS4 games from a compatible USB drive connected to PS5. For more details, keep reading. Sony also reiterated that players will be able to expand PS5 storage with compatible M.2 SSD drives in the future. The company suggested holding off on buying any drives available in the market that are advertised as intended for use with the PS5.
0: So this is a pretty optimistic... You know, update on the storage uh, situation with the PlayStation 5, because I actually do think it's a bit of a situation, right? We're having, you know, 600, less than 700 gigs, uh, 667 gigs on that console when we get it. And the fact that like we can't store our PlayStation 5 games on a normal, you know, uh, external, it would have helped us a great deal because then we could kind of just switch on and off what games we kind of wanted and move them around accordingly so Mm -hmm. that you don't have to rely on your bandwidth to carry all that weight. And God forbid. And I know there's a lot of folks out there that deal with data caps, which shouldn't even exist in the first place, but they do. And like I, I saw, I think Patrick Klepik. I believe he was just like uh, downloading 190 gigs of call of duty. That is a fifth of his band, uh, his data cap. Like that's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It, yeah. And I think you kind of like, when we take a look at stadia, when we were bashing them over the head, what is it like a year or two ago about like, how our data caps going to do? This, this is why console so much better. Blah, 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 streaming, streaming, blah, blah, blah. Um, Now we're kind of taking a look at it going, Oh wait, we're kind of in the same boat now. Yeah, you know, especially if you're in a data-capped uh, 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 place. So, like, it's cool that Sid is just like, okay, we're coming out. We have the solution. It's not here yet, but it's coming. When you hear this news, are you optimistic? Is this, like, a few months? Or do you think that, like, this is within the year? What, what do you think?
1: Uh, probably within a few months, okay. I would imagine. Um. I don't think it'll come out before they give the compatible SSD drive update. Yeah, yeah. Just because that, that just... To me, that seems like a a way for them to not push something that will make other people money. Mm-hmm. C- kind of like a conflicted interest there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think within a few months, I think it's well needed. Um, mm-hmm. Another reason to buy physical, just saying just say oh, it. It. Just suck it! Just say Kyle. it. I'm in this digital future. Have I had doubts about
0: it? Yes. <laughs> have I been like, oh man, there's actually that Walmart thing? But I promised Ray, yes, absolutely, I have. <laughs> yes, but you know what? I'm I'm doubling my ground here. Listen, this is they're standing my ground here, doubling it. Jesus, uh, I, I'm standing my ground. I'm I'm gonna get the digital console. I think it looks better. I can't wait to unbox it. And yeah, I I, I am I am tired of discs. I'm still doubling down. I don't care. I don't care. You can't change my mind, though. I've been it's fine. kind of changing it. <laughs> 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 I'm kind of sort of, because then I see, like, okay, so I'm at the point where I'm like, I see this Target buy two, get one free deal. I'm like, can't do that anymore. But then nope. Logical Joe steps in and he's just like, but Joe, how many times have you used that sale and then actually never play the third game? And mm-hmm. I'm like, always, almost always. And you're like, yes, Joseph, you made the right choice. You don't need a disc drive. When am I watching a Blu-ray movie? Not since 2009, I'm not. So, like, I'm good. That
1: blows my mind. (laughs) As a man with over a thousand Blu-rays over there on that wall, that blows my mind.
0: What blows my mind even more, Kyle?
1: (laughs) Is that I have a thousand Blu-rays? Yeah, I know. It's a little excessive. (laughs) No, is that
0: we've been recording this podcast for a little over 40 minutes, and my mom, what are they doing out there? Are they having a (laughs) podcast of their own? Who knows? That's the thing that's really just absolutely <laughs> blowing my mind right now. Um, uh. But yeah, so that said, um, I'm excited that there's going to be a solution out there. Hopefully soon. Sony had this, again, huge FAQ, but it was mostly information that we already knew. The one interesting thing is that Sense uh, controller colors are coming soon.
1: Ooh. What,
0: what are the three colors you'd like to see?
1: Uh, orange. Okay. A Blue okay, and a black,
0: yes, okay, I'll, I'll deal with that. Usually, they do camo first. Please stop. With I the know, camo.
1: stop with it. Stop making camo a thing, please. You're trying please. to go for a
0: premium product, okay? Stop. I, it, this is not a dick sporting goods, this is a gaming podcast. Thanks, <laughs>
1: exactly. Just
0: Please, for the love of God, yeah, give like I would love a yeah, I think a black controller and it, it having like matted black and then maybe mm. a glossy black in the metal. Ooh, mm. ooh, dual tone. Uh, and, like, blue would be, like, like a, a lightish ish blue al- along the sides. And then like yeah, I wanted Dr. to match the
1: light when the PS5's on.
0: Yes. That blue. Oh, God, weird. And orange is just
1: it's just my color. It's
0: because you mess. So yeah,
1: just, just selfishly, I would love an orange one. It's not going to happen. I would like... I think gold a, a, comes before orange, to be totally Yeah, honest.
0: I think either gold... And then, like they'll they'll have also an obnoxious name for black. It won't just be; it'll be like onyx. Yeah. Um, and I think a red one would be nice. A red one would be dope.
1: Yeah.
0: Should have been a Miles controller. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Kyle, Joe, we get to this part of the 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 podcast here, where it's kind of more free for- formed because. This is the last week we're going to have our PlayStation 4s. And sure, there'll be future PlayStation 4s uh, games to come, like Horizon Zero Dawn to look forward to second half of 2021, supposedly. But for us, this is our us saying goodbye to PlayStation 4 and uh, going, yeah. you know, mainline into the PlayStation 5. So I kind of just want to ask you, what are some of your favorite memories? And we'll kind of go back and forth because of memories with sure. your PlayStation 4.
1: Man... So there, there really is a lot. Um, PlayStation Four being the first console I paid for by myself mm. um, is is still pretty cool. Um, working that opening night at GameStop and just being jealous as these people get to leave with it before I do, and meaning they got like I don't know an hour or two ahead, ahead start head start start yeah to plane before me, uh, just like. Being blown away by turning it on for the first time, and yeah. seeing what an upgrade the UI was from PS3, and you know, downloading Resogun and falling in love with that, just there really is so many, um, and like I could spend the next hour just listing games. Cause yeah. they're, like the PS4, what a behemoth! It, PS4 and Xbox One generation two, because there's a lot of these are third party stuff. But like, what a what a generation for games, man! It really banger was. after banger. There there there's never really been a year where I look back since PS4 come out and be like, man, there were really no good games that came out that year. Yeah, there's always been one stellar, phenomenal, ten out of ten game. I feel like
0: like a Bloodborne. You could just say like a Bloodborne.
1: Like a control that comes out every single year. (laughs) (laughs) Oof!
0: (laughs) Hit me like that. (laughs) No, for me, actually, yeah, let's start at like the launch. I remember, you know, coming off being so burnt by Xbox, right? Because a lot of people don't know. I, I host a PlayStation show. I was a big Xbox guy for a very long time, and it wasn't until later that generation. But yet
1: you were chosen. Come on. But yet now. I was
0: chosen. Because Come Ri- on. Because, Ryan, listen, Jim Ryan knows what's in my heart, Kyle. He knows what's in my soul. He's peered through it. He says, this boy's a good boy. He's just a cute baby boy. What are you he trying to say about me? i saying you're a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> Breaking news. The trophy room breaks up on the eve of PlayStation 5. <laughs> But, like, I remember I
0: remember being sobered by the Xbox and then going PS3 and PC uh, with my setup, right? That was going to be my thing because I played The Last of Us, and I absolutely adored The Last of Us. And I'm like, okay, this will be my exclusive machine. The PC will be my, my thing. And shortly afterwards, I, I was no IT tech, so I had to get the hell out of there, right, out of the PC gaming. Um, so So at the launch of the PlayStation 4, that's where kind of everything changed for me. Um I remember getting the PlayStation 4 at GameStop at midnight and this was like when everybody was on the like the FU you know Xbox bandwagon because of all the DRM and all the nonsense in there. She so kind of felt like this sense of camaraderie with everybody at that GameStop like kind of like pumping each other up. For me I loved my experience. I think my first game I played on it was Battlefield 4. And I was like, "Holy crap! Everything looks great!" Like I remember yeah. going through the concrete corridors and going, "Oh my god!" Like the detail of the concrete of the walls of the fire of like the the shadows. It just blew my mind. And I remember the lull. That's another thing. Like as much as I love Razogun, it, I, Indies were not the thing that carried it for me mm-hmm. on PlayStation Four. I remember the first year being
1: really disappointed. Yeah, like, it did. It took a while to go. Like your your experience with Battlefield Four was mine with like Killzone. Yeah where like I booted booted that up I was like oh my god this is beautiful this yeah. is this is how good games can get not knowing in a matter of 5 years it just blows that out of the water mhm like I, I I a couple of months ago I I think on one of the episodes of the show I was like oh yeah I tried to go back and play Black Flag cuz like I never finished it yeah. and boy oh boy what a what a difference it the games have gotten uh, Assassin's Creed games and just games in general from black flag at launch of ps4 to now like it's insane and like, i think
0: it... like that was the one game that carried it for me mm-hmm. as 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 like the the playstation guy for the first half of 2014 it was assassin's creed black flag i remember taking pictures of that game nonstop because the world just at the time it was so drop-dead gorgeous mm-hmm. but then i also remember empty promises of that year like um, like Titanfall I remember that one I remember because like, I'm still a PC boy at this po- point or like it's dying out but like I remember playing that and going oh this game's really good and then like a month later it dying out um, I remember. Well, Watch that wasn't Dogs. on PlayStation. That wasn't on PlayStation. I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. going like the disappointment train now. I remember, oh, okay. Watch Dogs was supposed to be this big thing. Uh, I remember like the four times it was shown. Like that's when I think we started to do the side by side comparisons of how the game looks when it was promised and then the game looks when yeah. it's actually out. I think that was the, really the first game that really did that. And when that game came out, man, it was just disappointing. But the one game that I loved that is flawed for sure is destiny. Mm. Destiny was my destiny was my muse for a very long time uh, until I got to bloodborne. And that's where that is really where I had the come to Jesus moment. I was just like, PlayStation is, is it, this is my home. This is what, where, where I'll lay my, my head at night. Like bloodborne is the game that changed everything for me of what I'm looking for in a game what I'm looking for in an experience. It, it changed. Like I went, I used to be like, if it ain't a first person shooter, I ain't touching it. And to now I'm like, let me get my hands on literally anything. I can just get my hands on because I want to experience that because Bloodborne was that game. That was so transformative for me. Is there an experience or like a memory with you? Like of a transformative moment in PlayStation where just like, Oh yeah, this changes things for me.
1: See, that's hard for me because I've always loved PlayStation. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been ingrained in the system since PS1. Um, so how,
0: as as a person that's in, been ingrained since PS1 onto the PlayStation 4, how was that feeling? Was it was it kind of like, because I remember as a kid, always hearing like uh, PlayStation 2, greatest lineup of all time, like greatest catalog of all time. Like where does the PlayStation 4 rank that to you?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Wow. I know. I'm asking the deep questions. questions. I'm asking the deep questions here. I think it for sure is up there when it comes to game libraries. Um, For me, PS2, I feel like I played more RPGs on there, Mm. um, and I love me an RPG. Uh, than I did on PS4, uh, mm. so that I might give a slight edge, a very slight edge to PS2 at that time. Uh, but looking back at PS4 and just how many games have shaped, not just me as a gamer, but me as a person, and and how much I think of, how many of these games I think of daily, like mm. Horizon, A Last of Us Part Two a uncharted for a uncharted lost legacy uh infamous second son uh not so much daily on that one but still shout out to infamous for being the first huge exclusive even though it was a couple months late right. um yeah there's just so many so many games from the world of PlayStation and PlayStation 4 that are just home runs yeah and like they they killed it PlayStation Studios killed it in in the PS4 era. It's nuts.
0: I want to read one memory. This comes from Lethal in the of Bad Bit Discord server. Now the Trophy Room Discord server. Uh, Bloodborne was a big one for me. There you go, Lethal. I remember looking at the trailers and the gameplay for it and thinking that... The game was unfathomably difficult, yet beautiful and mystery, uh, mysterious. So I went ahead and gave it a shot. The world is unlike any other. The fear of the unknown and the next lamp is a, is maybe one of the greatest feelings in gaming, along with beating a boss and finding that shortcut. These Souls games never fail to disappoint when it comes to instilling that uncertainty into you after you move on to the next area. You go from victor of the last boss, feeling like you're on top of the world, back to lost and scared, and a scared soul, not knowing the monstrosity of a boss you are to face next. It even make, uh, make If you even make it there. I bought all the Dark Souls games shortly after my first playing uh, through Bloodborne, and it was like switching back and forth between Sekiro. Uh, Bloodborne more or less got me into the Souls games, and looking back at this PlayStation 4 generation, I'm very proud to say that I have a Platinum Trophies for all three. Damn, Dark Souls games, Sekiro, and Bloodborne. Oh, now... Yeah. For demon Souls. Lethal. What a great, great comment. That's awesome. That is literally how I feel about Bloodborne. And like, real talk, I know we're going to like beat a dead horse from the conversation we had last week. That's what I kind of feel about the difficulty. Like, that's what makes the allure of Bloodborne so great is like, you you just, you just, it's like you, you climbed up the mountaintop, right? You just beat Father Gascoigne. Nothing could get you, nothing could get you down. And then you go to the Plague Starve Beast. And then it beats the shit out of you. And you're just like, whoa, back to step one, what's going on here. And then you, you kind of realize to yourself, Oh wait, I need to wear father Gascuin's armor because it's poison resistant. Then you're, you're able to, to to kind of fight them and get your, your bearings. It's, it's that type of challenge that I love out of bloodborne. And you're right. Like lethal. I'm not as, as passionate because like I played through dark souls three and I thought it was great. I couldn't go through two, uh, I don't know why I stopped with the remaster because I thought it was really solid, but like for me, I love the souls games, but I'm nowhere, the souls born genre, but like, I'm nowhere near, you know, the lethal level. And I love that. It, It really gave me an appreciation of, yeah, games that are difficult, and but like not so much difficult as they are challenging you as a gamer to learn and adapt. That was my one big thing. Um, my other comment comes from Miss, uh, Mr. Mitchell, Mitchell George, or Mitch George. Uh, the t- the tears of joy I got through playing Spider-Man on PlayStation 4 will will be my most lasting memory. That and all the friends I've made this generation. I'm normally not a social dude, but this generation, a, f- a switch flipped in me. I'm glad I found this community and many others over the course of this generation.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah
0: that's another one like this generation has been so interconnected you know it's been it's just been something really special is there another memory because you you talked about uncharted Mm -hmm. actually you just platinumed it yeah you know so like we we went through 2014 it being kind of a dull year we get to 2015 we got bloodborne greatest game ever made then we get to 2016 what's the what's that like for you as a gamer as a playstation gamer
1: Oh, man. Um, exciting? Proud? Mm. Um, really awesome seeing that... Because I believe 2016... Was it 16 or 15? The first year of PSX.
0: I think it was the first year.
1: So, yeah. So, like, knowing that... Actually, I think 2015 might have been it. Might have anyway. been it? Okay, that's my plans. Um But just seeing how PlayStation is recognizing the history that it's had and Mm -hmm. celebrating it and, and really giving us a reason to stay loyal, a reason to, to show that our years of gaming in this one ecosystem is like paying off. Mm -hmm. It's to sort of make a probably not great analogy to professional wrestling. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I My favorite thing in professional wrestling is when long-term storylines pay off mm-hmm. and they don't abandon them. And PlayStation, I feel, for the most part, does a really good job at staying up to date with those storylines and paying them off when it comes to subsequent sequels of games for like yeah. Uncharted and Last of Us Part II. Um, just giving us more things to love about these franchises and these characters, which I think is where PlayStation excels is it gives us a wide range of characters that we fall in love with. And we, when we see them and we, we, we hear about them, we think about PlayStation. And that's one of the strongest things PlayStation can, I mean, like
0: with Nathan Drake, I think when you're talking about things that pay off, like as a guy, like I remember playing Uncharted Two. I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" I remember watching my brother play through Uncharted Three. I was just, it was just like we we just sat down and we we're just like, "Let's let's just commit a day or two to this, a nice yeah. little weekend," and like, and then seeing all that pay off with of four. Like four is in my oh, favorite man. Uncharted, but mm-hmm. it is definitely up there for me. Of like the payoff, if you were into this story, this had the perfect arc. You know Absolutely.
1: what I mean? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Knowing what, what Nate and Elena have gone through in the first three games, and then you get to four, and and just seeing them. It's an old game. We can spoil it, right? It's been out for a while, or maybe yeah, not. Yeah, sure. Well, maybe, uh, well, maybe not, because it's part of the PlayStation Plus collection. You're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, just seeing how that relationship has grown up, yeah and 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 the, again, it feels like we've been along that ride with them, their entire relationship mm-hmm. and, and to have it pay off in a certain way it that's why I cried at the end of Uncharted Four the first yeah. time I played it. I was so happy
0: I think when we also talk about interconnectivity with the PlayStation 4 to hop back on Mitch's point uh I think of overwatch. Overwatch blew my mind because, again, it was kind of like when I saw Bungie's logo on a PlayStation, I lost my, my shit yeah. as a big Bungie nut. Seeing Blizzard, a company that I loved and respected, and now look at how that's gone. But like seeing that logo hit on a PlayStation gave me the similar feels. And that gave me hours upon hours of, of joy with so many of my friends. And that was a game that was my game of the year that year. I liked it better than Uncharted. I'll say it. I'll say it right here, right now. Uh, and like, even Mr. Nasty Boots saying, playing Overwatch and Doom with me and Mr. Badbit, uh, and Mr. Nasty Boots. I'm sorry. It's Mrs. Nasty Boots. Uh, uh, um, when we used to do our three-way Friday night date nights. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mr. <laughs> Nasty Boots. Yeah. Like that, that was always a fun time. Like being able to connect with y'all and having fun, you know, whether it's Overwatch, it's just, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. That, was, yeah, that year in itself was so gosh dang good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Milley writes in, I've been playing games since the NES. That's how you're supposed to say it. It's not NES. Let's get over it. All right. Let's jump Amen. through that hurdle. Amen. Uh, yet one of my favorite things came on the PlayStation 4. It's not a specific game, though there are some that go along with it. Mega Man Legacy Collection, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, Marvel Spider-Man, for instance. My favorite thing from the PlayStation 4 is seeing my two kids, oh shit, you're going to hit me in the feels, ages 8 and 4, seeing, learning to play, and loving games. Seeing their joy makes me happy and brings back my old memories when I was playing as a kid. Uh, playing games and being invested in those world and challenges, dude. Oh, that's yeah. the other thing. Games have grown up with us, Kyle. Yeah,
1: like
0: you, you, like you got these two little nieces, right? They cause mayhem every now and again. There's three of them, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> well, I said nieces.
0: I said nieces. You right? said
1: two, two of the nieces. The
0: other one doesn't oh. count. <laughs> yeah, no, the other one doesn't count. <laughs> the other one just hangs around. But like yeah. you got these two and a half nieces. They're running sure. around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is like? What is that feeling when you're taking it back and you're going, "Oh shit." Like, they're playing a video game right now. Like, I remember uh, them playing Vacation Simulator. Yeah. And you're just, just sitting back watching. Yeah. What's that kind of feeling for you?
1: The sense of joy that that fills you up inside watching kids that you love, yeah. uh, that are family, and enjoy the things you do, and mm-hmm. not in a forced-to-enjoy-it kind of way. They're actually, like, experiencing it and loving it for themselves. It. It makes me so happy. Like just before when we were playing Snacks, I was like, oh, you girls might want to come watch this because I feel like you'll really enjoy this. And every time I came across a new Snack, they're like, that's a cheeseburger and fries. (laughs) That's an olive flying in the sky. This is so cool. And just to see them engaging with something that I'm passionate about makes me super happy.
0: Uh, Gavs Goaty writes, I know some people don't like it, but to me, this generation brought forth tons of remasters and remakes, and I loved it. I've said before, backwards compatibility isn't huge for me because I still own all the old consoles, but seeing games I love being brought back to life is truly breathtaking. Standouts to me, Final Fantasy VII, Remake, Spyro, Crash Trilogy Remake, Tony Hawk Remake, Shadow oh, yeah. of the Colossus Remake, All those, ga- a lot of those games there oh, hold yeah. a big special place in your heart. Now
1: Mass Effect trilogy next March. There you go. It's coming. Hell yeah.
0: What say you here? Cuz like when I see she, like yeah, Crash, when I see Spyro, when I think Tony Hawk, I am thinking of you, buddy. So what do you feel about all the all the damn remakes during your time with the PlayStation 4? So did it enhance your happy. nostalgia?
1: So happy. It, yeah. it enhanced it and made it even better. Cuz yeah. it did. they did every single one for the most part. I can't right now think of one off the top of my head that didn't do its job uh, of making it feel like I it felt when I played it when I was younger. Yeah. Um, so like Onimusha Warlords is another one that I think was fantastic. Um, just thinking about Final Fantasy VII Remake and it actually coming out and me actually getting to play it brings tears to the front of my eyes mm-hmm. just because i can't believe it's real and it was a thing and i lived <laughs> long enough to play it yeah. um yeah remakes and new masters are so key for me and there's still so many more that i, I hope we get eventually yeah. this is now another generation removed from some of the older games so to me what the keep it, it like... going
0: one of the biggest remakes, I think, for me, just one that pops in my head, is actually Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah. As someone who wasn't allowed to have that as a kid mm-hmm. and having it play, and like and now I get it. I'm like, dude, yeah. this game is, is one of the best survival horror games I've ever Not played.
1: even that, but like reviving Resident Evil came within yeah. this generation with 7. Yeah. Just like, just... 6 was so bad, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. that they went to the drawing board and made something that really just breathe new life into resident evil a iconic and necessary game franchise yeah today like we need that game that franchise to be good
0: absolutely uh purple monkey writes in well, if I had to share mine, which you are, Purple Monkey, that's what you're doing right now, <laughs> uh, it would be when the community decided to pitch in and get me a PlayStation 4 so I could play uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 when it dropped, yeah. and I got to play Spider-Man. I appreciate the hell out of everyone that contributed, to. Grateful to have the people I have in my life. Purple Monkey, I'm, that that man's a brother to me. Thank you. So, uh, I that's love amazing. You, of course, of course. Uh, Jadis uh, Von, Von Metal writes in, Uh, getting an open-world-style Metal Gear Solid was huge for me. I had a blast with it. Plus, having Metal Gear Solid 2 permanently affixed to my arm kind of obligates me to make damn sure I'm a fan. Death Stranding was also phenomenal. Hideo Kojima is a personal hero. It was a great game, man. What a weird trip that was this generation. Right? Of, like... Andy House over there in his house. I know what his living room looks like. And he's just like, he's first of all, I think he's like speaking Japanese. So that threw me through a hoop because I'm like, here's this British guy. I've never heard like a British person speak Japanese. is was, was like, he's it's really weird. I don't know. Like it's, it sounds so different to me. And, um, and so like then you're seeing him like shake Hideo Kojima's hand and like having this weird journey where like the, the E3 afterwards we get this trailer. Already, we're like, what the hell is this game? He's, he's holding a baby with whales up there. What's going on? Uh, and, and then having Death Stranding be what it is. That was a special game, man.
1: So kind of going off of, off of that, and, and yes, Death Stranding is amazing. I am I am getting that itch to go back to it, Yeah, to get that Platinum eventually. Um, but PS4 and this generation really started Sony crushing the E3 stage. Mm-hmm. And setting the bar continuously of making when sure he's walking everyone down the tries, fucking floating staircase right? you like But not even then, but like before that when PS4 before it was released that E three where they they give the price point. They mm-hmm. do the game sharing thing. Yep. that set the bar here and ever since then it's become Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo at certain degrees, but in a different way. Just trying to one up each other. Yeah. I, I'm trying to get as many bombshells as many of oh shit kind of hype moments in a presentation and that's something that is sorely missed yeah. um, even this year without E3 I think it was almost to that level but there's nothing more satisfying than watching E3 presentation for Sony with PlayStation fans in the room cheering for something being made like when Adam Boy's showcase. Final Fantasy 7 remake and announcing that. Oh my god! I was in the theater <laughs> when that happened. Yeah, because like that's the thing Sony did. Like you can go to a movie theater and watch it among PlayStation fr- fans. Like, God, I miss that so freaking much. I know, it's... man.
0: Ooh. I know. Twenty twenty, what a year. Marcus O'Neill though writes in. It's probably because I'm I'm old and my game my memory is going. Welcome to my the club. favorite. Yeah, welcome to the club. <laughs> but my favorite PlayStation Four memories are from this year. The first, from Red Dead Redemption to my God, I didn't play it until this year, and there is a trophy you can get for visiting the grave sites of all the characters that died during the story. Oh, I did not know that. That's cool. Beyond just getting the trophy, I felt I owed it to the characters to pay my respects. The second is The Last of Us Part Two. I was totally engrossed in the story throughout, but the flashback cutscenes with Joel and Ellie. Felt abs- I felt left me absolutely gutted. I am not alone in the... T- we can't record during the morning or, no, or during the afternoon. <laughs> this has been a disaster today. This absolutely makes me furious. Could you write 41?
1: 41.
0: Yeah. I'm so sorry. I, I feel okay. like today's just been a mess You're and good. it's all my fault.
1: You're good. It's not your fault.
0: I'm not the only one who typically gets emotional ever. Sorry. I mean have a long break so that I know where to break I'm not one who typically gets emotional ever, which is another issue altogether but these games really got their hooks in me and reinforced how powerful games can be a blue heart um yeah i'm I'm kind of stoic as well like I'm all about like listen you see something beautiful cry your goddamn eyes out you know like mm-hmm. ball have a, have a have a time with it. But, like, to me, like, yeah, it's those moments. It's those powerful moments that PlayStation have provided with all of their games. One of them being, for me, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, that ending had me, like, I'm going to go to my mother and give her the biggest hug. Mm-hmm. And tell her how much I love her. And, uh, yeah, like, that's, that, is, that is, for me, one of my... My biggest things was like how Sony's stories, their first party stories, often times hit that emotional chord with you, have grown up alongside you we talk about, a lot about growing up and I think I feel like the Sony first parties definitely have in that regard and I remember walking away after Horizon going, I need to make a Playstation podcast this is it, this is the thing that cements it and yeah. that game starting this journey that we're on today, Yeah, you know that's the power of Playstation to me Mm -hmm, For sure.
1: And I, I am the opposite. I cry at every second. (laughs) If I could, I'm always, I'm always holding back tears. It feels like, and just thinking of this year of final fantasy seven remake balling my eyes out, not only that it's real, but certain things that happened in that game. Yeah. Um, Last of Us Part 2, I had a list of like 30 times I cried in Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> Just Every so drained everything out of me, for yeah. but I'm so happy about it. But I, I, a game that we haven't mentioned yet, looking back on PlayStation 4, which boggles my mind.
0: What is that? God, that?
1: God of War.
0: Well, uh, Hida, and I'm okay. sorry for mispronouncing your name. That dragon uh, fight, Hida writes in via uh, PS Trophy on Twitch, uh, or sorry, Twitter. That dragon fight in God of War is one I'll remember for a very long time. Very epic. And getting the platinum on Bloodborne. Yeah, let's talk about God of War for a second. And yeah, of but game, game again, of generation,
1: talking about emotions. Yeah. Going through that game, the way that game starts, the way that game in the middle gets super deep, yeah. um, and then at the end it hits you with it the same. Like, tears. It just... PlayStation Studios, second to none. <laughs> I, I mean, magicians. That's yeah. all I, I. I. don't know how they do it, but they continuously do it. It's crazy.
0: And again, growing with us, like Corey Barlog, going, you know what? I want to make God of War, but I've had a kid. I've met the yeah. love of my life since then. I want to yeah. make a story about that, and and revolving around this character that has been like, yeah, like the, taking a character that's like renowned, at least as as when I was an Xbox kid. Being like, oh, that's with a sex mini game where you're banging, like, two broads or
1: whatever. You mm-hmm. know, that's me. I'm mm-hmm. a kid. Ooh, it's cool. It's and just G- angry Kratos killing everybody for revenge. Yeah. No dimension whatsoever.
0: And then going, no, I'm a father. And I fell in love with a woman and uh, had, a, had a kid. And she impacted me so much that uh, when she died, we, I, I promised something to her and, and we're going to carry that out. Um, that having so many emotionally emotional hooks, but I think what makes God of War and I and I say like Bloodborne's the greatest game ever made. God of War is like real talk, there is not a game that has hit with me emotionally, gameplay wise as well, that God of War has. That is a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Because how all these arcs are like this 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 game doesn't need a sequel. It's one of those. But we are getting one, and we're so pumped for it. Holy but it also yeah. makes sense. And the fact that, like, this is, we're get, we're entering into no loading times, Kyle. There was no loading yeah. times in this game. They no. so well-headed. One, sh-
1: one shot, one cut, the entire That's thing, it. beginning to end.
0: And never playing a game like that, ever. Never had a game played like that. And seeing, like, all the arcs going back to that point of, like, seeing them all paid off and having the end game moment at the end. With having Ooh. all that, like, the culmination of all this journey in that one boss fight, which is, to me, the most epic boss fight in a video game. It's And it, and it didn't feel like a boss fight, either. It just felt like something on a different level. And then having that twist at the end. I'm, I'm Kyle, I'm not fucking yeah. with you guys, okay? no, I have chills.
1: During this conversation, I'm like... Am I going to set aside every game that I want to play right now, and am I going to replay God of War before I get my PS5? Dude, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about it right now.
0: <laughs> and the, and honestly, that's one in the in the wall of shame because I have not platinumed that game.
1: Ooh. so
0: I'm not a real fan. That's need to make that. That's no. a good
1: platinum. That's it a is good a good one.
0: platinum. So I I I think with the PlayStation Five, I'm definitely going back. Going Hell yeah, to play the shit out of that mm-hmm. game. Amazing. It's uh, just an amazing journey. Nagachaka Naga Naga writes in, A special memory for me was the first time I entered Raccoon City to police department in Resident Evil 2 with the classic soundtrack. The ominous music in the hallway with the beautiful graphics in the remake was pure perfection. Nagachaka over at twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room, I think there's a video somewhere of me getting so scared during a stream that I had to stop.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I was playing, I believe I was playing, um oh, my God, you could play as the two characters. Not Jill, Joseph Claire. And Claire. There you go. I'm playing as Claire with uh, Mr. Uh, Mister X, and like he's he's just waiting for me in a, in a safe room. I was just like, and hey, I'm too scared. <laughs> <laughs> I beat this game once, and I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, that was... And again, seeing so much, for Resident Evil fans, so much payoff in this generation it had to be one of the best for you. Because RE2 remake was great. Uh, Resident Evil 7 was fantastic. And even 3 was very good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Bruce Stevens, some of my fondest memories on PlayStation 4 would be playing GTA 5 with my friends. Talk about that interconnectivity. It's crazy to think that game started with PS3 and we'll be going into it with PS5. That's another point. Kyle. Oh, man. Games are living now. They're a living thing. They Mm -hmm. should be able to vote. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Like Fortnite is going, it's like, Fortnite's gonna be a game that lasts decades. Same with GTA V. Same with Destiny. We're seeing that carryover and a huge emphasis on that. You know,
1: God, GTA V is seven years old. Seven years old. Good lord, it's almighty. in what
0: first grade?
1: Yeah, grade? yeah, yeah. Like, like like
0: that's that's a toddler. You know, like someone literally one like of had the worst
1: behaved toddlers in the class, probably. <laughs>
0: hit the teacher of rulers and shit yeah yeah like man this generation has been phenomenal just our little chat here has really cemented the fact that like this generation will go down for me as the greatest generation for for games Absolutely. and i think this year as well with with you know the world crisis as it is like yeah last of us part 2 it was a heavy game and i get why some people come off negative about it but that mm-hmm. is a masterpiece
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm
0: and again, I like it better than the first one. I know that's heresy, but like, no matter what decisions you would have changed, or personally made because you're personally invested in that, those characters. They made you care, and they yeah. made, made you care that much.
1: Talking about like that ending boss fight in God of War, mm-hmm. the way Part Two ends. I wish I had a video camera on <laughs> my face during that last fight, because. The emotions you could read on my face is probably, I don't think that will ever happen. Dude, ever again. And
0: seeing, like, the end scene, yeah. I watch that every week. Yeah. I'm just like, damn, this is some of the best acting in a video game.
1: Oh my god, I'm about to cry. Stop <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Listen,
0: I don't think I could ever forgive you, Kyle, if you cried.
1: <sighs> but I'd be willing to try. Oh,
0: um god. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, that is, that is like because the sucker punch. I was like, "Infamous was never my jam." But seeing sure. this, like, but like this game hitting with me, clicking with me, yeah. so much so, like, what a great way of ushering me into the PlayStation Five. Now that said, we're entering the PlayStation Five.
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: do you think this next generation is going to be about? What was this generation to you as well? So, what was this generation for you as a whole? and entering into the PlayStation 5, what do you think it's going to be?
1: So I believe... Was it last week when Asa was on? Or was that two weeks ago? Uh, that was last week. That was last yeah. week. I believe there was a question, like one word we would use to describe mm-hmm. PlayStation. And I said legacy. And that is because the legacy of PlayStation is only growing stronger and stronger. And it's not yeah. forgetting where it's coming from. That's how yeah. I would describe PS4. And PS5, it's only going to continue to build on that yeah uh, I, I I can at this point and if you were to ask me in two years from now uh, it might totally change but like I don't see how they can mess it up. <laughs> Yeah. I, I really don't. I think they're clicking on all cylinders with the projects that, that are coming out, the studios that are part of PlayStation Studios, the third-party stuff that they're they're doing together with select publishers and developers. They're hitting on all the right cylinders. Sure, not everything is perfect, but yeah. the things that matter to me are the games that I'm going to be able to play on my PlayStation. And they're at, on PlayStation in droves, and they will continue to be in PlayStation in droves. And I think the biggest question we just talked about last of us, we talked about Uncharted, to see what Naughty Dog is going to come out on PlayStation 5 is unprecedented. We have no idea what the next Naughty Dog game is going to be. Wow, you're right. It could be a brand new franchise, a brand new IP. Like, it is crazy to think that PS5 is going to bring along a new naughty dog thing to blow our minds all over again. Like that's really exciting
0: for me. I think this, uh, I say, I, you know, I say like greatness has arrived, but if there is one word that I do, I do. And I said it last week, I'll say here greatness, man, this, this, this generation was just great. Like looking back on it, I, 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 I would have told you midway through this generation started slow. I think six generation's of my favorite. But I think you should always leave a generation going, This is the best. This yeah. is the best and I and I and I suck in that here. Because before this I even greatness and, and passion because I think what Playstation instilled in me was that passion to do this, to create this show. Because I was for a very long time, like you know, I have those stages. I've said, I say, it, I've said it before. I say it again. I was a Nintendo kid. I was an Xbox teen, and in my adult phases, I find myself relating to the stories that are being told because I want to be gross in those stories. I want to be invested in that characters, and I want to be lost in those worlds. And that's what PlayStation has done better than any. And when I take a look at my top 10 games of this generation, half of them are PlayStation games, more than half, right? Like, just off the top of my head, like, it is Ghost of Tsushima, it is Bloodborne, it is God of War, it is Spider-Man. Like, it is Uncharted Lost Legacy, you know? Like, it is uh, Last of Us Part Two. Like, there are just so many great experiences. And so when I think of the PlayStation 5, I think of two things. I think a Continuation, but I also think of Community, because of what we're building here. I think that's the thing that makes me um, really, really happy is that Absolutely. seeing that this this console, it seems like it's going to focus a lot more on community. And I want to see how that grows with us here. Um, so that said, that's been, uh, for the most part, our memories of the PlayStation 4 entering into the PlayStation 5. What a long but amazing episode this was.
1: God. Yeah, Uh yeah, and going off that last point, like also, I will always remember the PS4 generation as the launch of me podcasting, and for you yeah. having me come on, and for us to be almost three years into this mm-hmm. is wild. Yeah. And thanks to everyone for for listening all these years. Absolutely. And if you're a new <laughs> listener, welcome. Like you are perfect time. We're about to <laughs> launch into the PS5. Yeah. And also, Joe, this has been. This is going to be our last talk before PS (laughs) Five. This is the last episode. That's crazy. History in the making. The Mm. last Trophy Room episode. Until stuck in the current generation. Like from here on out, it is. We are now in new console generation territory.
0: That's now everybody. Welcome to a hard edit. Um, I literally, we just finished the show. We just wrapped and, um, we got a message from the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life. Which first and foremost, uh, I want to thank everybody for writing in. Uh, because we gave you guys very short notice, and y'all really just over-delivered. So thank you all so much. And, you know, it wouldn't be the Trophy Room without a Famous Seamus question or comment. And he gave us a whole bunch. So here's what I'm going to read, because I know, I'm, I'm going to read one. I know this is his favorite game. So I'm going to read it for him. And that is the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life, right, then. <clears throat> Persona 5 slash P5 Royal. I love almost everything about this game, from the music, the UI, the story, and the characters. While there are moments that aren't great, i.e. those moments with gay men in the original game, or the way the story treats Anne in parts of the game, uh, I still love it. I played the majority of the game in 2019 during the Canadian election. The game really helped remind me to stand up for my beliefs and for others and pay attention to my own country's politics, which led me to call out certain politicians, political parties, for having supported bigoted beliefs, uh, i.e., anti LGBTQ, ableist, racist, etc., lying and putting up their own interests before anyone else's. I guess you could say that Persona 5 has awakened my passion for helping people create a better world. Oh, man, this podcast used to be so great until it got political. Uh, <laughs> but that's awesome, Seamus. Like, for me to you, because, again, Kyle's not here. Just, I'm, I'm editing the show right now. That's amazing. If a game can make you, you know, actually go out and make a difference, uh, that's amazing. That's what art's supposed to do. It's supposed to move you. And if it's moving you to action, especially to causes you believe in, and for what I hear, they're pretty good causes, um, that's fantastic that's what the power of video games are all about so again I want to thank everybody for writing in and now let's get back to your uh, normal scheduled trophy room I, I, real talk guys I have no idea where I'm putting this portion of the show so you're about to find out just with me with that said let's get back to Kyle and Joe that I can't even imagine that <laughs> Man. My goodness. Yeah, PlayStation 5, man. It's there. It's coming. We're almost... We're, we're inching there.
1: 24 you know, hours away.
0: for Yeah, or asleep for some folks. It's going to be mm-hmm. great. With all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, we did two giveaways for uh, a next-gen copy of a game of your choice and... Uh, for the Twitter people out there, if you followed us on PS Trophy Room, you liked and shared all those posts we did. Um, there's a giveaway for you as well. We are going to announce the winners uh, on next show this Friday coming up. Uh, I'm going to reach out to the people so I make sure we have those winners, and I'm not searching around or scur- scourging the internet for y'all. So or scouring the internet. There you go. Said scourge. You go. If Warcraft 3 popped in my head. It would <laughs> be the trophy room. I have to make a Warcraft reference. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, Kyle, would you like to pimp out before you go?
1: For sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Mr. K. Oh, man, my whole rhythm got knocked <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, let me restart. As always, yeah. I like to pip out myself, Mister KStep, on yeah. Twitter and on PSN. You can find uh, the new rebrand of Kinda NYC, which is now known as Six One Indie. You can go to Six One Indie uh, My buddy and co-founder over there, Mike, uh, just did a review of Bug Snacks. Him and his uh, amazing wife, Kelsey, did a creating bug snacks in real life video oh my. where they went to the grocery store and created their own bug snacks. Oh uh, boy. It's really, really, really great. Yeah. You can search for six one Indy on YouTube. And as far as the trophy room on YouTube, uh, games of the month for November just went live today. Mm-hmm. So you can check out everything that's coming on launch on PS five and some that are also coming to PS four. So Ooh.
0: go check that out. And yeah, you can find the trophy room over on YouTube this week. Uh, I did the, again, Assassin's Creed Valhalla review discussion with our good friend Luke Lore. Um, you can find all the videos we're going to do on the PlayStation Five. Kyle and I are going to do our respective unboxings for y'all. We're going to do some deep dive on the UI. We're going to do uploading. And the, uh, those
1: unboxings, by the way, will also include. Yeah. What do the physical games look like when you open those? Oh, up. look at that! <laughs> will we get manuals again? No, we won't. But no. you know what? I, I can dream.
0: I can dream <laughs> Kyle I'm so I'm so excited with all that said with all that out of the way follow PS Trophy Room there you can follow the Trophy Room on Apple Podcasts Google Play Spotify wherever you get your podcast services you can find us there so with all that said with all that out of the way follow me at Mr. Batman with all that jazz and follow more importantly follow the show PS Trophy Room on Twitter yeah keep your what's about you.
1: subscribe on Spotify all that jazz
0: all of it all of it And have a nice one keep hunting yeah And keep playing PlayStation.
1: Love you.